A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Namihi nui and welcome to Our Changing World from Radio New Zealand National. Now on Our Changing World. There's a celebration going on in Wellington at the WWF Conservation Innovation Awards. The awards recognise good ideas that help nature, and the winners tonight are the Tolaga Bay community for their Wawanui project, and to call insect ecologist Richard Toft for the development of a new wasp bait, Vespex, and EcoGecko for designing a new trap for lizards. Here's EcoGecko's herpetologist Ayla Wiles with a friend. Here we have Big Green. And she is a Auckland green gecko. The cool thing about lizards is they're found in environments from the coast to the mountains, which means they're important in all kinds of ecosystems in New Zealand. They're seed dispersers and pollinators of our native trees, and they also regulate our invertebrate populations and provide prey for our larger native vertebrates such as tuatara and moorpork. So they're important in all aspects of an ecosystem. So this is what you would normally use for pitfall trapping. Basically just a standard paint bucket kind of thing. And you just dig it into the ground and it sits flush. Put a little bit of bait in the bottom and then the lizards will come along and fall into it. And then we'll come and check it the next day. But the trouble is geckos have tiny little hair-like structures on their feet which means they're experts at climbing and so these vertical walls of the pitfall traps are really easy for them to just climb out of and also some of the bigger skinks are able to negotiate their way out of the traps as well so this potentially leads to underestimations of populations and it could be that we're not actually capturing the most cryptic and rare of the lizard species because they are able to get out. But a bigger deal would be that everything else can fall into it as well. I mean, yeah. if you had a hedgehog, it would fall in there too. Yeah, that's the other issue is that predators like rats and mice and hedgehogs and possums, they can all get into this trap as well. There's, there's no real lid designed to stop that sort of thing happening. And so that's the problems we wanted to try and solve by developing a new trap. That is essentially what has been used to monitor lizards so far for decades now. Yeah, it's used all around the world. Um, it hasn't been changed much since it was invented. In, well, it was first used in New Zealand around the 1960s. And it's always just been backyard, homemade paint buckets. You know, there's no real lizard traps that are designed specifically like it's all just homemade sort of stuff so what's the new design just looking at that yes so the new design is a lid that we're going to attach to the existing buckets and it's designed so to have two layers and the first layer is is a wide lip so when it's sitting on the bucket it'll provide an internal angle which lizards shouldn't be able to negotiate around to get back out once they're fallen in so that'll be the bit that keeps them in once they're in. Yep. And then the second bit is a a cap. And between the cap and the first ring, there'll be a small crevice, which will be very attractive to lizards because that's what they normally like to live in, tight little crevices where it's nice and warm. And so the lizards will then 
fall in there and the crevice will only be big enough for a lizard to get into. There's a potential for mice, but mice are not something that we normally get in pitfall traps. So, And we also have a few other ideas about how to keep mice out and only catch lizards. But no other predators will be able to get in because the gap will be too small. And it'll also be fixed securely to the bucket so they won't be able to flip it over or anything like that to get in. That was Ayla Wiles from EcoGecko. They'll use the Conservation Innovation Award to build a prototype of the new trap. While Nelson-based Intical won for the development of a new wasp bait. And here's ecologist Richard Toft to explain. In terms of control of wasps, we've been really relying on the use of insecticide powders which are puffed or spooned into the entrance of wasp nests. And that means A, you've got to find the nests and B, you've got to go through the hazard of actually working um, in front of the entrance of an active wasp nest. So it's not really a practical method for undertaking control over wide areas. Would that be the main advance in what you've developed is something that the wasps actually bring to their nests themselves? Yeah, that's right. For a long time there has has been um, people trying different baits and toxin combinations to control wasps. And some of these have been reasonably successful but um, have involved very um, toxic compounds and so the toxins themselves have been phased out for that use. And there's been sort of a long-term um, problem in terms of matching a good wasp bait with the right toxin. And we think we've got there now and um, have approval for releasing Vespex um, onto the market this coming season. It's already in trials as we speak, or has been that's, during the summer? That's correct. So last um, summer there was a large trial conducted by the Department of Conservation who will be one of the major users of the product, um, particularly in the honeydew beach forests of the South Island. And they had um, five sites where there were trials undertaken and they had really good results. So we're talking sort of in the order of 95% reduction in wasp activity within one week and um, closer to 100%, sort of well over 99%. Uh, when they revisited a couple of those sites um, a month later. So we're getting both long-term control and um, very good levels of control with the product. What about other species, bees in particular, but say, you know, birds, nectar-feeding birds? Obviously the impact on bees has been one of the real concerns um, with developing wasp baits. And not just here, but but around the world. And so this bait is of completely no interest to bees. It's got nothing attractive to bees at all. And we always have the bait in wasp bait stations, which protect it from birds, but also protect the bait from being washed out by weather, etc. And as part of the good stewardship of the product, we're recommending that it's actually removed from the field um, after a week Um, because by that stage it's done its job on wasps and you might as well remove any remaining toxin out of the environment. So you're not having any sort of prolonged effects from, you know, interests that may come from from cockroaches or a, a few other native organisms like that that may be interested in it. 
can you give away any of the chemical secrets dear how do you manage to make something that the wasps will actually pick up and take home to their nests the bait itself is a uh, protein-based bait, um, so it's very attractive to wasps that need protein to feed their larvae. And the bait contains the toxin fipronil, um, which is a, a, a very potent insecticide, but it's very safe um, for mammals and birds. And so it's been about getting that the right bait with the right toxin and Part of that is making sure that the um, toxin is potent enough that it can kill off an entire wasp nest with just a few mouth loads of the bait, but it needs to be slow enough acting so that you get enough bait circulated right around the nest before it actually falls over. The third award goes to the Tolaga Bay community and their Uawanui project to create a healthy environment and a healthy community. Nori Parata is the principal at Tolaga Bay Area School. The project started out as a school project which was about uh, restoring the estuary which borders the school um, to what it might have looked in 1769, the, the day before um, James Cook arrived in Uawa. Uh, however, in working with the um, Alan Wilson Centre, um, who have been absolutely marvellous in this whole project over the last four years, uh, the project was scaled up and uh, it became a whole Uawa catchment project. So all areas of our catchment that surround the, the Uawa River have been involved in it from the community itself, uh, Te Aitanga Hawiti, um, industry, the forestry industry, farmers, the incorporations uh, and the organisations within our community. They've all been involved. What are the kind of projects specifically? We have, as a school, we have been working with the Hoati Land and Corporations to restore the Kaitawa estuary, uh, which was once a plentiful food source and that has, over the decades, declined. And so our students have been working with the blocks to replant around that area. The blocks themselves have uh, fenced the area off really well and our students have uh, quite a comprehensive trapping pest control program that runs right around that estuary and they are recording their data and submitting it online to a couple of research sites. We've found out through this process that we're one of the few areas where the Tuturi Fatu, which is the native New Zealand dotterel, exists and apparently it's rarer than some species of kiwi, so we've become particularly protective of that now that we're aware of it. And the students, through with the help of the Curious Minds Fund, are using the latest technology to monitor the tuturi fatu, and as they move towards breeding time, uh, they will increase their, their vigilance and uh, be sort of marking off those areas and making them aware to the community so that um, we can help the species continue to thrive or to grow anyway. They're not thriving, that's why we're doing it. So um, those are some of the practical examples. Also in the estuary, students, they told me that they needed kayaks because it took too long to get to the estuary by road and so we bought kayaks and they uh, crossed the river to the Kaitawa estuary to count the pippy beds and to make an estimate of how 
well the PIPI is doing over there and working with the scientists on ways in which they can improve that. So would you hope that the catchment might provide more food again, that it will become a plentiful food source again? Um, the, the, the catchment is a plentiful food source, but it's not a sustainable one at the moment. And those are the me- measures that we are working on is to ensure that it does have a sustainable future um, so that our community and iwi are able to have the cultural food that they have loved for generations. But equally, it's also about developing our environment for economic prosperity going forward. So the project works with landowners on how they can improve productivity while taking account of the needs of the environment to ensure that it's sustainable. Congratulations to all winners in the WWF Conservation Innovation Awards. Have a look at our webpage for more about the winning projects and pictures from the awards night. RadioNZ.co.nz forward slash Our Changing World. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.